0: Welcome to Across the Park podcast, a football podcast on both Everton and Liverpool Football Club, produced by six mates, the three Reds, Gary, Phil and Terry, and the three Blues, myself, Milsey, Judgy, and Craig. Each Monday, we release our latest show, where we will discuss the ongoing matters with both teams, whether it be good or bad, opposing views, opinions, banter and debate. We are proud to be a family-friendly football podcast, and you can find more about us on our website www.acrosstheparkpodcast.co.uk. Don't forget to subscribe so you never miss a show on your preferred podcast listening app. And make sure you give us a follow on our social media. Twitter is across the park PC, Instagram is across the park PC, and Facebook is acrossthepark. across the park. Thanks for listening
1: and enjoy the show. Hello everyone, welcome to episode 30 of Across the Park Podcast, 2019-2020 season. It's 2v1 tonight, two Reds against one Blue. Uh, Unfortunately, Craig um, has family commitments tonight, um, so he's not available. So it's two two Reds against one Blue. Myself, Georgie representing the Blues, Gary and Teddy representing the Reds. Uh, we've got quite a few games to uh, review and a, f- a couple of games to preview this weekend. So the first, we'll be firstly looking back at Liverpool's away game against Atletico Madrid, Madrid, sorry, the first leg of the last 16 Champions League. I'm tag.
0: amazed you said away game then, not away defeat. <laughs> <laughs>
1: No, well, I was gonna you come to your only chance to say defeat, defeat gonna, all season. I was going <laughs> to come to defeat in a minute. Say, I, don't don't worry, I'll make up for that. <laughs> um, we'll then be looking at Everton's three-two defeat against Arsenal. I'm, I'm used to saying that. Uh, at Liverpool's last gas. Well, last gap. Last gas. The turnaround against West Ham last night. So we're now recording on a, a Tuesday, of course, on on like usually a Monday. Um, mm-hmm. We've got quite a few uh, questions that we're going to tie into the, the review of those games that have come in from listeners over the, over the course of the week. And then we've got a, a small section where we'll be going through our, our 11, so our Premier League 11. But the rules are we're only allowed to pick one player from each team. So Gary's extremely excited about doing that. He just said, Can we just skip all the games and go straight to this <laughs> team? So neither of us none of us know which players we picked in that team. So that, that should be one to get everyone thinking and, and, and one for you all to have a little go of when you whether you're in the car or in your work or you're at home when you're listening. Uh, We'll then be looking forward to Liverpool's trip to Watford Saturday at 5.30 before Everton's home game against Manchester United on Sunday at 2pm. So plenty to cover in this episode and hopefully you can all get through it and hopefully it doesn't take too long and it doesn't take up all your week and you don't manage to get through it. So (laughs) we're going to aim for an hour, let's go for it. So we're going to start with um, Atletico Madrid last week. Um, We previewed it as being, on paper, one of the toughest sides that you could have faced at this stage in the Champions League, albeit a team that's been slightly out of form. I think it's fair to fair to say that you faced the Atletico Madrid of old, didn't you last week?
0: Yeah, and I, I think, as you say, we said last week, it, it, it's exactly what we expected from them. You know, we we didn't expect them to control the ball or come out and try and attack us from minute one, but you know, they they don't they they defended the way, as you say, the Atletico Madrid of old have done under Simeone and tried to get what they could in terms of counter-attacks, set, p- set pieces, set plays, and, you know, fair play to them. It worked, but uh, I, I'm not disappointed that we performed because I thought we'd done really well. You know, we controlled the ball really well. It was just the, the, the sort of final pass, the final thirds where we, we sort of lacked. But that was, again, down to them their defence being really well-organised and well-drilled, and they, they, they knew what they were coming up against and,
2: and done well to, to counter it. Yeah, I mean, I think it was one of them. As you say, we, we talked about it before you know, when we previewed the game, that it was it was always going to be a tough tough place to go um, and and take all, all three points. It wasn't that, like, you know, neither of us thought Liverpool weren't good enough to do that. It's just, as you say, you know, traditionally, they've always been a very tough opponent to, to break down. Under Simeone, they're a very sort of ultra-pragmatic team, aren't they? they? They squeeze every last little drop out of, you know, all the gamesmanship, all the sort of you know, the nasty side of the game, the good at shutting things down. And I think if, if they could have writ- written the script beforehand, they would have said an early goal in the first minute or two and then completely just shut, you know, stop Liverpool from playing. And that's how it played out. You know, it it, 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 it wasn't an ideal start for us. I, don't, I I think they flew out the traps a little bit, Atletico, in the fir- from the first whistle, which unsettled us a little touch because we weren't expecting it. But I think they were up for it, you know. As you say, they've they been in poor form. I think they were a little bit sort of, you know, felt a little bit hurt that they were getting no, maybe no credit, a little bit, you know, in, in terms of the pool, World Champions are coming and all this sort of stuff. So they flew out the traps and it did unsettle us. And then they get that early goal and it puts us right on the back foot. And they get to do what they do best. And from that point on, you know, it turns out to be a really tough night's to work. I know you said Gary that you weren't, exactly disappointed
1: with your performance and said you've almost confirmed, confirmed the same. Do you think they outworked you?
2: Um, I, I, I don't think so. I don't think it, it was a question of, of outworking us. I think there was a there was an element of I think that maybe a little bit more experience at doing what they do the sort of dark arts you know under Simeone and stuff like that. I think I think they had a little bit of that edge on us, that, that nastiness and that sort of, you, you know, if you, if you look at all, like, the fair play leagues and stuff, we're never, we're always one of the, like, the, you know, the least team, the team that gives the least fouls away, That we haven't got that sort of nasty streak, I don't think, and they, they were really good at that, I don't think it was necessarily outworked us cause I us, because I wasn't looking at any of them players and thinking they've, they've shirked there, you know, or they haven't put the graft in or, or anything like that, I, I- think. I think it lo- It reminded me
1: of the performance that you put in at home against Napoli. I'm not saying that you kind of sat back in that, but remember when you played Napoli, the 1 0 one where Salah scored, and it was. Just, it was yeah, it was the last game yeah, to get last, through last, last season, it was the, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. La- in last season's group stage. I remember they, they obviously done really well against you, done a job in, you's, in, in the home game, in the earlier game in the group. You've played them at Anfield. I remember thinking that night that you the main difference was use work. I mean, you outworked them and you really got in the faces and I wouldn't say you bullied them but you just looked like you wanted that bit more. I think the one player for me, I well, haven't watched the whole game that epitomised their performance but I actually thought he was he was outstanding on the night was Thomas Partey for them. I thought yeah, he, was, yep. he was up and down, he had the engine and I, I looked at your midfield and even though your midfield, all three of them have got that type of game in them. I don't think they they seem to match him yard for yard. You know, like
0: I just don't think it was a case of us having to do that. It was more of a case of we we had the ball loads. Yeah. We were knocking it round the midfield. They had to do all that work to counter what we were doing, and mm-hmm. then their game plan was to try and hit us on the counter attack. So, yeah, that, so that w- that's how they worked. He had to do that because that was his orders from his boss. You know, we 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 came and done what we were told to do. It's just we didn't get the breakthrough that we but that we wanted.
1: But I think he was able to do that because of the lack of running from midfield into the air box. So he was having to do that work coming back. But he was only ever chasing your forwards. And then, uh, you look at the three midfielders there: Fabinho, Henderson, Wynaldsman, I know you brought oxlade Chamberlain on later on. I don't feel as though you ever really caused them problems, or they may feel problems by really getting in the box. Because comp- that away goals it really? Aborts, had a couple isn't of it? couple of opportunities,
0: whereas on another night they go in.
2: I I think it's a, it, I think there's an element of fair comments in it, and that it, it possibly took us a bit too long to react to the fact that there was a lot of sort of space through that middle that wasn't getting exploited. Mm-hmm. You know, in terms, of, and we've identified it several times. You know, with when we're up against them teams who away from home in the Champions League and stuff where. Y- you sometimes just need that little bit more through the middle that we don't sort of have when you've got a Fabinho, Wijnaldum, Henderson sort of three.
0: That's where you start saying Oxley chamberlain comes into it.
2: Yeah, and that's where I think we were maybe slow to react to that, you know, to sort of really identify because you could see it, you know, there was space and there was there was potential to do something there and we've seen it in previous games, haven't we? Man and stuff like that where, we, we, we seem to be slow to sort of like say well there's a, a glare and error you know in the setup of this team the way that they've set up let's let's exploit it and I think well, we'll there's a little something in that where maybe the substitutions could have been a little the, bit The way they whatever, set up
1: you only have to look at the first two times Trent, Trent got the ball to see how wide their midfield yeah. was he had to come inside the pitch two yeah, or three to times yeah. to try and play narrow balls and he was terrible his first two or three deliveries because yeah. he was so uncomfortable well, being position. that narrow yeah yeah and and again, I think that should have been an early indication of actually we can push one of our midfielders on here and that might cause them problems. and might have to force them to go more narrow and I don't think he's ever really... No, we did Like you say, it yeah. was too late,
2: wasn't it? Yeah, exactly. It it was, you know, and maybe there's something in that that the in-game management wasn't quite where it needed to be. It was... that made the players... I not necessarily
1: a... think... I think you've got the players there. Like Gary says, Henderson, in certainly a season, has shown an ability or to go Alton, beyond. Yeah, when does doesn't
2: yeah, it? yeah, 100%. But... We didn't do it, you know, them yeah. instructions didn't seem to filter down to the team, and then it was only when we made the change and put Oxlade-Chamberlain on that, it's like, well, you know, we're actually trying to do something about that, so I think there's elements, you know, I, I think it's a fair comment, but as, as Gary said, I think it has to be tempered with the fact that we were the team in possession most of the game, you know, if you look at them num- the numbers, it it's on them to work hard to shut us down, because we're using the ball and making the ball work, it, it wasn't on us to sort of go and hear around the pitch, and so it, it, it's a tough one to say that they outworked us, but they were certainly aggressive You know, and and, and done what, what their instructions were from Simeone, and it was a bit of a masterclass from them. But as I say, I don't know whether they would have been able to do that as effectively if they hadn't got that early goal, because all of a sudden it's a nil nil and... Do you know what I mean? It's, it's a completely different proposition for them, isn't it? It's, it's so
0: horrible that the goal was, was the way it was as yeah, well. It was wasn't like they carved us open one. or broke us down or anything like that. It no, but just as a I say,
2: they started very quick off the first yeah, whistle, which did. I don't think we expected they'd do that. You know what I mean? But it was almost a free for them, wasn't it? You know, like nothing was expect- not, expected of them, but they were in poor form and, and you know, they have been playing midfielders up front and all that sort of stuff. So I think they've thought, right, well, these will be expecting us to be really pragmatic and sitting back. Let's just fly at them. And I did think we were a little bit unnerved by it. You know, we looked a little bit ropey, the shape was a little bit rocky and then they got an early corner and there's the goal. So I think that set the game, you know, the the, the way that the game was gonna be played. It was gonna be attack v defence and on the night, you know, they they were up to it and that's what they've done and um and, and you know, they're a very experienced team at doing that in the Champions League, aren't they? So it's, it's just one of them things, but it is only half-time, so I don't think we, we need to, to be panicked too much about yeah, it. Yeah, I think
0: that's, that's an important point that, yeah. again, it is only half-time. The way we are in Europe, it, you know, we've said it before, we'll say it again, I'm sure, it, it, we don't do it the easy way, mm. and it's it's one of them that they've sort of give Klopp team talk before the game now yeah. as well with the way they've reacted since you know Simeone's come out and saying the atmosphere won't bother them. Is the chairman said it's said an old that ground that's not yeah.
1: fit for purpose and, and, and the way and the players were all
0: celebrating in the training yeah, yeah. the
1: next day and things like that. It's you you'd only have you only have to hear these two stats to know that this tie isn't over. Since the start of last season, Liverpool have lost six of their ten away games in the Champions League, having only won four. No sides lost more away games in the competition. In this time level, with 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 one other team, Atletico Madrid remain unbeaten in 13 home games in the Champions League, so it shouldn't really be a surprising result, should it? No, that's it. What it means. was always going to hinge on the second
2: leg, and, yeah, and yeah. if you can do what you have done previously in the Champions League, then it should be enough, shouldn't it's, it? It should be enough, and and you know, I I would like to see us, you know, be a little bit more aggressive and not not too sort of soft, not too not too wait and see, you know, because. I think we're at our best when we shock teams when they come to Anfield, not when we sort of, you know, try and slow build and 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 feel it out and stuff. I you know, when when you look at all them big Champions League nights we've had, where you 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 know you can top them off and say they were just phenomenal performances. City, you know, absolutely bladdered them off the off the first whistle. Aggressive Barcelona, absolutely bladdered them off the first whistle. Really aggressive. I think we need that. You know, with I think that gets the crowds up. That's what feeds that atmosphere. You know, that and, and sort of builds. What it
1: for them, isn't it the other night?
2: Yeah, yeah, and 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 so uh, you know, if we come out and play the really slow off the whistle football, which we. I'll be honest, we'll, and we'll cover it when we talk about West Ham and, and stuff, and we've seen it with the Norwich game before. They, have to, we come out with that very slow, sort of methodical, deliberate approach off the first whistle, I think I don't think that's the way you know to, to really make the Anfield factor count against this Atletico team. I think we really do need to be aggressive and angry and, and get raw at them, and, and we'll, we'll see see what happens, I suppose. But it was a tough night's work, and, but it's not the end of the world. It's not the worst result, and you know, as as I say, I fully expect that. You know, at Anfield, we can certainly get the business done.
1: Great. Okay. Well, moving on to the, um, moving on to Everton's uh, trip to Arsenal uh, Sunday. Obviously, uh, it was a it was the start of a, a tough four games of, of fixtures for us, um, and and a game that I think me and Craig both said that we fancied us to to get something out of. It started really well for us. Um, I had
0: just aim for a win myself in the predictions. I got proper Everton again. Just I well on that one. Awesome. To be
1: fair, I think we got Everton and Liverpool. I think there was <laughs> no, there was not the first time I think I've seen that no one got a correct uh, score line yeah. uh, between both games. Yeah. They were, you know, they were, they were probably higher scoring games. Certainly, the Liverpool game was a higher scoring game from West Ham side than we were expecting. But I mean, it shouldn't be a surprise really that that game was was that we shared five goals with Arsenal because neither of us great at the back and. And I think we'll go on to speak about it in a moment, but it's certainly going to be one of the areas that Ancelotti has to address if he's going to try and break this huge who have beating a you know a top six sides or perceived top six sides away from home. But I was pleased with the start. We made. obviously I thought we came out the the trap, you know, following up what you've just mentioned about you know intent and, and being on the front foot and being an aggressive. I think we we showed that. We obviously got a really early goal, which which helps as well. Um, after that, I thought we, you know, again we, I thought we controlled the, 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 the possession fairly well. They, they got chances, or the, you know, the, they were, they were, they were quick on the break with the likes of Pepe and, and then and obviously Abamyang. They, they were always going to cause that threat. And the one thing I was a little bit, I don't think they really got right. Uh, whether it was Ancelotti or whether it was the way that the players executed it, was I thought that the line was far too high. Mm. I think it's fine to go and press high up the pitch, but once the team advance. Out of the defensive third, I thought that that line should have dropped deeper a little bit quicker, particularly with someone like a Was Sadibi got exposed at Anfield in that position, playing mm. right back against against Mane, and again it shows he, he struggles playing in a back four. I think he, even though in on that particular night at Anfield he was playing as a wing back because your wingers were playing so high and the backs were playing so high, he ended up in that back position. And he's shown again. The, f- the goal where Abamyan gets in behind to score the second one, he, he's you know he's two or three yards behind the centre back, which mm. is unforgivable, really. Um, or is it that the centre backs haven't dropped quick enough? But really, as a full back, you're looking right across the line. You shouldn't be you shouldn't be deep in your centre back. No, no. uh, so that that was that was the second goal. But the Inkerthia one, it was
2: it, we were <laughs> we were well, unfortunate well, just, for just, them just, to just lose Kalasinich. Just before you go on that, when you say uh, sadibi has been caught behind the line. Is this is that a little bit of a symptom of a defensive line that's still lacking a leader? You know, when sort of no, no, no,
1: no, I wouldn't. I don't think. I think that's fair to say because as a fullback, that's your. If you look at the two centre backs, they're both level. They're both they're both standing there and. As a centre back, you can't, yeah, you can I mean, see
2: right across the line as a full back, so you should be you should be able to see it and get out. But still, you, you want someone running that line, don't you? Screaming at them. Yeah, you
1: do, but you watch how quickly that ball goes into midfield and goes in behind. Mm-hmm. If that if that back four was jagged and all over the place, you go well, yeah, there's clearly no organisation but there. But him. I, I think he was the he was the odd one out there. Yeah, you know the other the other the two centre backs are there. Leighton Baines is five yards in front of a centre back, and obviously. A suitable width of the pitch, considering where the ball was. sadibi's really wide, so there's a big gap between him yeah, and the centre back, yeah. and he's too deep. So, oh, that
2: enough.
1: that was the second goal. I th- to be honest, I haven't got too much complaint about the first goal I it was a brilliant goal by Sa- uh, ball by Saka. Yeah. He's he's outstanding for me, and I said it in the, in the group to use. I think it, you know, in our WhatsApp group, I'd be, I think Garrett Southgate to be foolish not to look at him for the Euros because as an attacking fullback, if you're going against a teammate, because you. You're going to have a game in the Euros or a couple of games where you're maybe playing, not fodder, but a team that you'd expect yeah, yeah, you to yeah. go, and go on the front foot. And if you've got Trent Alexander on, on, on one side, um, and and Saka on the other side as attacking and I don't think they come much better than that. His ball for and was unbelievable. Yeah, he looks like a real prospect, doesn't he? Yeah, he's, he's got great feet. He's got, got a good. Some serious delivery. numbers since he's come into the Arsenal team. Yeah, his assists are, are phenomenal. I mean, he's he's a winger. again, like like Trent. He's he's got the ability to go and play on the wing comfortably, or go and play further up the pitch. But you know, he's operating from fullback. So, I I mean, it, it's disappointing because it, the ball comes over. Um, I think it's it comes over meaner and really should do better from that near post position but once it beats him it, it's, it's a good header from Rinketier yeah. and again, I think it's a goal that I'm not, I haven't got as many complaints as I have that second goal from, from Young. but we've showed a bit of character to get back into the game before half time question of uh, potentially a foul on the keeper but for me it's a bit soft I think Leno is, is appealing for that himself he knows he, he's a bit soft on it and Good to see again Calvert-Lewin and Richarlison on the score sheet. Uh, that third goal, though, to, to concede, it's a sucker punch, really, to concede so quickly after half-time. Mm-hmm. And, and I think it's it's pretty poor defending for one the cross to come in so easily and, and for, you, for a forward like a Bamiang to be afforded that much
2: space well, in, the, in the middle of the goal. Is remember, right, like, the camera pans Swan Ancelotti and he just looks... Shocked, Sh- like yeah, like shell shock, uh, like uh, how just, that happens. yeah.
1: yeah. And, and, it, and it must be frustrating for him because it, it's like oh, whatever you spoke about whatever you've done in at half time is completely it's out the window yeah. because the game is you'd rather have conceded just before half time, yeah, yeah. than just after half time because at least you can try yeah. and change the approach. But I, I think we dominated the second half, to be honest. Um, I, I don't think there was m- the created much, much more after that. It, it was disappointing to, to not come out with something from the game. Um You know, to concede three away from home, I think that'll be the the, the thing that Ancelotti's most disappointed about, but if you're going to ask me what the biggest difference was between the two sides because I think both defences were as bad as each other it was Aubameyang, Mm. two clinical finishes, I mean, I've got obviously issues with Sidibe on that first one I've got issues with how easy the ball's come in on Leighton Baines' side for the second but they're both really good finishes and and the keeper doesn't really stand a chance for for either of those two goals And, and you look at the other end and Calvert-Lewin's had two half chances. You know, he's, he's done well to get on the end of the header, but it's a header, really, that he would have expected to have scored, the one mm-hmm. right at the end, and he's had one where it's bounced down to him in the area where he really should score. I, I, I was disappointed that we didn't take anything from it, and I felt as though we we deserved something from it. We I think we approached the game in a much more positive manner than we have mm-hmm. done previously against the, the perceived top six clubs, albeit going into the game. Obviously, Arsenal were in 11th place. But again, they're a team at home when they've got all their players fit and, you know, when they're firing, that, they, you know, they are one of the best sides in the league uh, from a firepower perspective. Um, so I was I was pleased with the fact that we went and, and tried to go toe-to-toe with them and, and and really we should have got something out of the game and, and, and could have done it on another day, really. Yeah.
2: I mean, was there any... Sort of standout performances from from any of your your side or any anywhere of me. You think you know maybe there's a place for them back in the side or? <sighs> well, I, there was some standout standout poor performances. I think really? it's fair to say. I, I, I,
1: again, Sigurdsson's come on for a, a lot of criticism and rightfully so at the weekends. I thought he was he was dreadful. Um, the first twenty minutes, he's showing a bit of the intent that he has done in previous games of trying to play forwards, but. The amount of times he's found himself in, in positions where either the simple pass was on and he's went for the difficult one or it's a chance to put us on the front foot and he's he's put a really poor ball in behind or, or woefully wide of its target was was, was concerning. And I think he's completely devoid of confidence. You can see as the game starts and it, it seems to be like this every week that he's got messages in his head and he's got this voice in his head of do this and do that and he seems to start the game fairly well. But then... Come 20 minutes, half an hour in, he's made a couple of mistakes. He just goes back to either being ridiculously negative or just poor with his execution. Yeah. But whatever's happening, if you've got a player who's who's expected to put us on the front foot and he's playing with such li- such you know a lack of confidence, I don't think it's good for anyone. And Andre Gomez come on, who by all accounts has been out for three months and, and just, you know, it's shown him how it was done and he can't be, he comes not be miles off the pace yeah. in terms of his sharpness. But, he was afforded, you know, the same amount of space and, and found himself in similar positions to Sigurdsson. But he found he found His distribution the distribution was a yeah, lot better, yeah. wasn't it? His distribution was better, and, and it we looked a, m- a much better team when he come on the pitch. To be fair, because the, you know our players, our attacking players were able to take up positions early. Our fallbacks were, were were happy to get further on the pitch because they knew they, they were going to get found by the centre midfielders. Delph again, you know, unlike Sigurdsson, I don't even think he even started the game well. I think he. He looks like he, he wants the ball all the time, but he he's, he seems to th- he just seems to think he's better than he is. He mm. tries passes that are that are way beyond his capability. He's he's got that Steve McManaman pointing thing going on, where he's constantly pointing at people, and his his arms are all over the
2: place, and he he just he just grates on me massively because. I don't see what he's given us. Yeah, um, so he's like he's he's trying to lead the team in terms of vocal, but he's not really sort of backing her up with his no, own not, performances. No, he's not. He's not top. producing nothing at all.
1: Yeah. I, 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 again, I think it was a poor performance for him. Schneidem was okay. Um, I think he come in for a bit of criticism on, on the commentary, I believe, from Gary Neville of saying that oh, he's not the he's not the person he was at Southampton. We've said that a number of times. I don't think he's ever going to be that player anymore. But he was all right. I don't think he would give us any more or less than what we'd expect from him. But. No, I, I mean Calvert Lewin ran the line really well. He was a constant threat up there. He scored a very good goal in the first half, which was an unorthodox finish. But again, a finish that any striker would be pleased with. It you know if you like it, an overhead kick. But he was a threat for them constantly. He should have. Mm. He should have deserved that header at the end. He he done everything right. Really putting it you know in, it across the keeper if you like into the far corner. It was a whisker away. But they couldn't deal with him. His pace in the first half, any ball that was put in behind, he looked like he was going to get in or cause problems. And he's growing in confidence every week. Mm. You know, we've talk, just talked about Sigurdsson there, but he's the complete opposite. He, he looks like he he really is fancying it with every game, and, and particularly against the top sides. He he looks like he really wants to go and prove himself, which which is great for him. But again, I think the the difference between the two sides, without a doubt, for me, were have been Even look at their pl- team, and I don't think. Aside from Aubameyang, Gleno was probably man of the match and that, that says a lot about the fact that we've had some good chances in there and for him to almost get man of the match considering he made a bit of a mistake for for the second goal says that he you know he he had to be on top form to keep us out. Um so look at it's disappointing because, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of point to the, the Gary Neville comment that's been you know, it's been doing the rounds on Twitter and it was in response to Kevin Ratcliffe um, you know, bemoaning. Is basically it, asked him, didn't he? Why is he always
2: negative? Yeah, negative he, towards he, Everton. Yeah,
1: he tagged him on Twitter and said, well, "Why is Gary Neville has to be constantly negative about Everton?" And, and Neville's response was, well, you haven't won in twenty four away games against the top six clubs. Why should it be positive? I feel as though you bottle it against the big clubs, etc." And, he and said,
0: it, "Didn't he that he'd been he'd been away, hasn't seen them for the for the last couple couple of games, and then this is the first game he's been at since, and it not was just back to, not unchanged since he since he hasn't watched." I've got him. to say, I
1: disagree. Uh, I mean. Uh, I know, you know, we've we've been 1-0 up and went 2-1 behind, and, and it did have that sense of inevitability when it was 2-1. When we get it back to 2-2, then they go and score the third. Again, it's like, oh, but again, we we, we controlled the second half. If we'd have gone and, gone and got beat there 4-2, 5-2, and wouldn't have laid a glove on them second half, I, I'd, I'd be tempted to agree with them. You can't argue with the stats results-wise. You absolutely can't. and have way performances in the past, our clubs like Arsenal haven't deserved even a point, but I don't think that was the case. I don't think the players or the team or the manager went there to go and get a point. I firmly believe they went there on Sunday and believing they can go and take three points. And I, I think they at least deserved a point. You know, I, I was looking, I went through all of the, um, the our, our results against the top six this season, and considering you know we had a, a bit of a torrid time under Silver early on in the season, we took. We've we've had one victory, which which obviously isn't isn't fantastic. But we would be Chelsea at home just before Christmas, three one. We've drew. Um, hold on, we drew three games and we've lost four. The games we've lost: City away, City at home, Use away, as in, as in Liverpool, and Arsenal away, three two. They're not they're not exactly disgustingly poor results. You know, we've drew against Tottenham at home. We drew against Man United at home. We drew with Arsenal at home. They're more disappointing for me than than the the away ones. I I say Man United at home, it's Man United away. I guess that's
2: part of the point, isn't it, though, is that at home, even under Silva, you still had, you just were stronger at home. It's away from, that's been really disappointing and it's really disappointing against the top sides, isn't it? But we've been beat 2-1 against Man City. Mm. You
1: know, 2-1 against Man City at home. We got snotted by using it. I think everyone has said, most Evertonians will go going record saying that's probably the worst derby performance in a long time. So, we we we've been it is, but at the same time as well, we've been ridiculous this season. And you know, no, the, the way mean, the we're te- running away, yeah, really. the, yeah, exactly. But the team you had out that day, yeah. everything combined, it was it was a very poor day at the office. But the other away games, one one at Man United, two one away at at, at City. And again, it was another game where we felt as though we could we got more out of three two away at Arsenal, they're not. They're not it's not like we're going and no, laying down. Here. No, no. And, and just to just to point to a comparison, and and I would currently put us in the same boat, and arguably behind them on 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 the fact that you know that they they're in Europe this season. Wolves are the team are the benchmark in terms. of We need to be finishing ahead of them. If we finish ahead of them, or you know that that says to me we're making progress. Wolves this season. A three points better off than us against the top six clubs. And bear in mind, they've played Man United at all. We played Man- we played Man United this weekend. I firmly believe we'll beat Man United this weekend. If we beat Man United this weekend, we took the same amount of points from the top six clubs as they've taken in the same amount of games. I don't think that says to me that yeah, that's the reason yeah. why we are where we are. I think the reason why we are where we are and not maybe fifth or sixth or even closer to that position. Is the points we've dropped against your Newcastle's and and your Bournemouth's and your Villas? Mm. They're the games at the moment that we need to be winning and making sure we're taking three points out of draws away against Man United, and narrow defeats against City. I mean, it was just like I say, it was disappointing yesterday, Uh, and more disappointing because I feel as though we should have got and we could have got something out of it. But I don't. I I think that statement's a little bit from
2: Neville. Yeah, I think
1: a little bit harsh, and I think there's there's more factors that are contributing to where we are
2: now than, than that top six record yeah. away from Especially since, you know, under Ancelotti, it's his first big one, isn't it, really? Like, in terms of his first one. Well,
1: it's a first chance. I think it's the first, well, City was, really. But, well, it's yeah. the fir- well, but it's the first time where he'll go into a game thinking, I know enough about my players now to be able to set up yeah, and yeah. I know enough about the league as it is to, to be able to go and have a good go at this. And yeah. I think he did. And, he,
2: and you did. And I, and I agree with you, to be honest. I don't think it was the worst performance and, you know, it's one of them. It, it you if you if you put that performance in against you know top six teams away from home all season, you'll you'll get some points uh, out of them. I think we what will. So I w- we w-
0: we what I would say on that though is, uh, Bar and Liverpool and City, who are obviously the two best teams in the league, the other four of the, of the so called top six that is so, sort of in a period now where if you're gonna beat them, now's the time to beat them.
1: Well, we haven't played any of them yet. That was the first it's one, this one, really, week, isn't it? So we we've, we've got week, chel- we've got Chelsea to Chelsea to come. Yeah, We've got man a, new. A Tottenham to come. Um, man you. We we drew it, Man U you. away. It's only the away the games. Away. I the just mean games. I
0: know I just mean as a the, the top six altogether, not not s- yeah, uh, well, singling out the well away again, games.
1: Well, that, that that's that's a, that's a fair thing to say. But I mean, if you look at it, yeah, we drew we drew with Tottenham at home. we drew with it was nil nil with Arsenal, but that was like the last game of Ferguson in charge, and and that was. It was a, it was one, it was at, at Arteta's first game. Yeah, it was like nine no, teams wanted to lose. In fact, it wasn't he Arteta; was it was in the standards. standards. So was Ancelotti. Yeah. It was a bit of a weird game. So the the home games. Yeah, if we don't meet, if we don't beat Man United this 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 weekend, you're starting to look at it and go, you know what? It's it's samey samey. It's another season where we haven't took opportunities against teams, or we've we've there's a bit of an inferiority complex yeah. going on there. But at home, that, I don't think that's really been the issue. It is the away games, and as I say, we've got to go to Chelsea. I think, again, it's another chance. I look at their own records and it's poor. If we go there and Debitable. we get if we get narrowly beaten again by Chelsea, I think you've got to start to say, even under that, and Chelsea, there's still major issues there. Um, but, you know, no Everton fans going to turn around to you and say that this squad as it is, it is good enough to be going and winning at every top six club. I think I had an argument with a few Everton fans today saying very few teams in the league are going to go to Arsenal and expect to win. There's probably only you in the City that go to Arsenal going, we should win here. The rest of the league, United, Tottenham, Chelsea, are all going there going, we'd like to win, and, and we're hoping yeah, to go and win, but, a we're win him, but we're not going there expecting to win. On to win yeah. So I don't think that game, you should be looking at and go, well, that's it, You know, it's, it's another indication that we're where we are, etc. I think when you've got two games, I Chelsea and Arsenal, and you look at the outcomes from that, if we take zero points from those two games, there's no doubt that it's, it's immensely disappointing, and you've got to hold your hands up and say, you know what, Neville, he probably is right. But I think I think it was a little bit, bit like is not it? it it is early really on, early on in Ancelotti's reign, and even compared it to the, to you know, w- our records compared with other teams that are around that area, and mm. um, considering it's away games as well. So, yeah, I, th- I, th- I think that comment was 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 really important to to reflect on because we, we did put it on our, en- our Instagram today, and we got a lot of comments, you know, both sides of the coin. Some some people agreeing with the comments. Some people not agreeing with it for different reasons, but that's where I stand on it. I do see the merit in it. You can't argue with the stats, but I think it's very early in in a Ancelotti's tenure, and and certainly in this, you know, in this new era, if you like, to, to be to be able to you know taint them with the same the same brush. Um, but look, uh, as I say, just looking back at the game itself disappointing to not not take something from the game as I've said a few times I think there was more disappointing performances out there than there was encouraging ones A will be I will be just you know crumbled going back to his own club old club I think it was a little bit much for him he hasn't really started I think it might be right that's probably the first game he started I think under Ancelotti um, he plays against Arsenal which is the game that I spoke about that yeah. he was in the stand at Goodison and, and came off went off injured after about five minutes but again it, I think it was a little bit Leighton Baines had a good game to be fair to him and I I've lost count of how many times I've said that Leighton Baines just comes in and slots in like he's yeah, yeah. like he's 25 years of age and like he's still got another five years under his belt. It's remarkable to think that he's going to be retiring at the end of the season, and and that's okay. Yeah, <laughs> is it Yeah, he's injured. Yeah, so you know that that was a positive. I think again, most Evertonians would have liked to have seen. Bernard come on a lot earlier for a Wobi. even half-time wouldn't have been a disappoint- disappointment
2: because it just didn't look like it was going to be his day why, again, can I, can I, why does Bernard not start or not play 90 minutes every week I don't get it he, he, seems, he seems to be because you all talk about him like he's obviously no, one of it, the most it, important players but he seems to be rotated quite he heavily he's Because of his position,
1: you know, he plays on the left side, but he is a bit of a kind of, not a luxury player, but, you know, he's a number 10, if you like. He'd like to play on the inside left position. I think when you're dominating possession and and the opposition hasn't got as many threats going the other way, certainly in home games, it starts every home game. Mm. Away games, when when there's a potential for it to be more of a counter-attack and and up-and-down game, I mean, you look at the wide players in that game, Awobi and Richarlison are a lot more athletic Mm -hmm. and they'll match the full-backs for pace and physicality. physicality. Exactly. Bernard's quick, but he's quick with the ball at his feet and he's quick over five to ten yards. He's not a runner 60 yards back. Exactly, if you're having to cover 60 yards constantly up and down the pitch, he's not really the man you Mm -hmm. want in there. Um, I think you probably compare him, although he's not a stocky, like a Shakiri. do you know what I mean? Although Shakiri can cover the ground, he's still more of a scamperer, isn't he? Yeah, you know, he, he, you're not yeah. going to rely on him to do the doggies up and down the yeah, up yeah. and down the wing. So that for me is the reason, and, and he's shown that already. And even in games when we are on top, he'll bring him off after an hour if he feels as though the opposition are going to start to get a bit more a bit more of a foothold. Yeah. Again. So uh, for me, that's the reason. Look, I can't can't speak for Ancelotti, but that seems to be the trend under all of the managers. If we've got an, an away away game against the team that have maybe got full backs and wide players that are gonna push our full backs, he will tend to go with it or the managers will tend to go with a more athletic mm. and physical player on, on that side. Okay. Good but hope. yeah, so so again, um looking forward to this weekend and hopefully we can start to improve that that top six records. On the other end of the coin, we had, we had a game at Anfield where it was a you know again yourselves playing against the team another team that I'm assuming without looking at the records have struggled against the top six but have struggled against most teams this season and that was David Moyes' West Ham. Um, obviously the notable absence going into the game was was no Jordan Henderson, which would be missing for three weeks. Before we look at the the scoreline as a whole, as a whole, and and probably leaning towards a question that's coming from our listeners, one of our listeners, do you think Henderson was a big miss last night? Yeah. It, there's no two so. ways
0: about it. it it just it was glaringly obvious what, what he brings to the team and it's I, I, I don't really know how to how to talk about the game it was just a proper weird game I didn't it was like it weren't Liverpool like so often we come on this on a Monday and, and we say yeah you know it was the same old same old we, we haven't got much to say because it was the same same performance as it is every other week but this time I'm, I'm struggling f- to talk about it for the complete
2: opposite reason I, I just I just don't know what what I was watching. <laughs> yeah, I th- I think you could. I mean, looking at the lineup first and foremost, I, I think he you know he was a massive miss Henderson, and it wasn't just a miss in terms of his his intensity that he brings in his play. You know the way that he he, he can control that midfield and get around and. And do bits in there. It was almost his organisational, you yeah, no capacity as well yeah. as leadership. He's always telling people where to be, and you know, if someone's not quite on it. He's, he's barking orders at them and stuff. And we missed that massively last night. I mean, I was looking at our midfield, and I'll be honest, I was made up that Kita came in, even though he had a poor game against Norwich. And you know, I've being advocating for him to like get opportunities because I think. I want them to do well. I want them to sort of... Well, it I d- think
0: a, a lot of Liverpool fans are like that because you, you see on Twitter quite often, as soon as, well, as soon as Henderson's news come out that he was out for three weeks, most people's Kater, reaction yeah.
2: was, well, Nabi Kater needs to show why we've signed him and but, he needs to step up. And But he had a poor game against Norwich, so it was like, you know, but I thought, here's West Ham. It's a team that should be made for him. You know, they're going to be sitting back against us. But, like, they didn't quite do that, but I think we let them sort of not do that. But... Before kick-off, you're thinking they're going to be a team. You watched how they played against City, you know, really, really deep. I think he played 30 passes in City's half in that game when he played them. You're thinking you want someone who's going to be able to pick that ball from the midfield and drive with it, you know, move it forwards, which is what he is supposedly able to bring. And, and we've seen him do it, but I'll be honest, uh, I, you know, we'll, we'll talk about him separately, but I think seeing him on the pitch for an hour shows how, how important Henderson is because it was absolutely night and day, you know, the 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 calibre of that midfield. I thought without him in there organising it, I don't know whether it's a, a case that Fabinho or Wijnaldum didn't step up and, and, and be the sort of midfield generals. There was just, there seemed to be a lack of talking, you know, a lack of sort of responsibility, a lack of shape. The, the, it was far too open, that midfield, without Henderson in there and I, I think you could, you could see how big a miss he was.
0: Yeah, there's not really, not really more you can add to that because you're spot on. It, it's, it, it's
2: a bit worrying because you don't
0: want you don't want your midfield to rely on them being being that important. You want to be able to... to I, know, I know we've still got the three points, but we, we've done it really, really difficultly. And, you know, you, you don't want to have to rely on them to to be there, to be able to go out and walk victories and, and easily get victories. You, you want to be able to, if you need to, rest them. I, I think Milner not being there is yeah, a big miss. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. You know, I think he probably would have came in or he'd have at least shored it up at some point of the game when, when we needed them to... Um, does so I think I think him going out the same time as Henderson is is a big big uh, big miss.
1: We look at I think Klopp said that a few times, hasn't he? Did he, he likes to have either Milner or Henderson on the pitch at one time for the, for those reasons, the leadership qualities and and, and obviously the ability to galvanise the team? Do you think that has an
2: impact on you know the tracking of runners and stuff like that? Because that looked a little bit yeah, and that's what I'm saying. That's where Henderson gives you that. He's always barking orders. You know, he's always telling people don't 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 switch off. You know, look at him. He's going there. He's shouting. He's 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 literally organising everyone. And, and he does a lot, and of he does him. it himself. You know what I mean? He, he doesn't. He's not just a talk. He's talking about he's, four, from it, yeah. he's also, you know, puts that work rate in himself, yeah. and that means he expects it from everyone, and no one can can complain because it's like, well, I'm doing it, so you're doing it, sort of thing. You'd so almost
1: think that four andals wouldn't have been afforded that type of space no, in the middle well, of, I the of the area. So. I mean, we'll go into the, the, fi- the West Ham's first goal. I mean, again, we talk about the organisation. Diop's got into a, a, a position that you don't really tend to see many players afforded in the, in the Liverpool area. What do you put that down to? I mean, it, people look. There was there was the commentator looking at Alice, and I personally think it's a good editor, To be honest, he's he's got a hand on it, but it just wasn't a
2: strong enough hand. Yeah, yeah. I think um, he also gets a little nudge. You know, we mm-hmm. mentioned on the instant match reaction, his dad pointed out. I didn't see it because where I sit, it was no. It's saying
1: nudge. He doesn't he, he, he? There's a fella standing in front of, him, he pushes yeah, off. Yeah, I, I watched he? it back.
0: He's done it on every corner. I watched it back mm-hmm. this morning when when I got up, and he, every corner, as you say, judge he. He's got, I think it's Antonio. Yeah, and he just just pushes him away, doesn't he? But he's pushing Antonio away every corner, and he's done it on that one. But your
2: goalkeeper shouldn't... Be having to push push, no, up sh- the way someone normally. Should be someone should be, be that, looking yeah. no, after his goalkeeper. No, you know I right?
0: I agree, to, but, but to be fair, Antonio weren't like he wasn't as as yeah, But, his ground, but, but yeah.
2: either way, you know what I mean? It's it's causing the goalkeeper yeah. to, yeah. Not it's to be honest, he probably, on he probably ball, should have done
0: better. I'm not, I'm not like digging him out or not. I don't think it was an appalling effort or not. it's not like you
2: know, some clangor or not. but yeah, arguably, he could have done better, but by his own
0: standards, he set his own standards. And by then, he probably should have done better. He sort of. I don't know. It was like it, it uh, because he got involved with uh, with Antonio. We were sort sure of uh, that half a second too late to be. Able that's to what be I mean. He's not concentrating
2: ball. on the flight of the ball, and is he? he's yeah. sort of like worrying about something else. And that just speaks to me a bit of a lack of leadership and organization at the back. Because it's like, well, who's taking him off the goalkeeper? Who's making sure that our goalkeeper is not impeded if he wants yeah. to come and collect it? Which Allison does. He likes to come and collect it. He's big. He's imposing. He can. What, so
1: it's like. What I would say just without. D- deflecting it and putting a bit of criticism on our keeper. I've seen Pickford have a lot of them but I think it wouldn't... It'd be one that Pickford ends end up getting criticized for because of his short arms. But I think you'd be more disappointed with your defending than anything else. I think, I think someone to get a clear header in from yeah, that position yeah. and to get, su- you know,
2: such accuracy on, I think it's more a reflection of the poor defending. Yeah, than and particularly... It's particularly poor because... You know, I look at that West Ham team, and when they came out, I said to the, the fellow who sits next to me, I went, they're a big side, aren't they? They are. They're massive. You know, like mm. you look, there's loads of big lads. Yeah. And you, you must think, David Moy must be thinking, we're not going to have any any of this ball here at Anfield. They must be working on set pieces. Yeah, you know, that's and you like could during the game that they had. Yeah, and, and, and what was really disappointing for me there is, you know, they got loads of corners. We kept giving silly corners away and silly, you know, files in around the box. And you're thinking... These have came probably with a set piece mindset, thinking this is where we'll be able to maybe even it up a little bit and get something. And obviously, that's that's what happens. You know, it was you really you want your defenders to be more organised, to that more aware and more savvy. You know, not just the defenders, but the team to be more savvy to what the opposition are going to bring and look to do, and to keep giving them, you know, corners and free kicks, and and then to not be a, like organised on the subsequent set piece is Just it. it He's done, he's done it against us first
1: half we don't, yeah. we give a lot of f- uh, away at West Ham we give a lot of free kicks away they try to break the game up and whatever and Diop scores against us almost in, in identical Similar fashion
2: and, that, and that's the thing that that to me is just sort of a little bit of the team switching off or a, just a lack of diligence you know just sort of like of
1: preparation really yeah
2: and, and it's unusual for, for, for us to say that about this Liverpool team because they seem to always have the answer you know which obviously they have had the answer in terms of getting the points but to see a sloppy goal get conceded against Atletico Madrid on a set-piece, to then see sloppy goals get conceded against West Ham on set-pieces, it's just like, oh, come on. Well, mentioning I mean, the word
1: sloppy, I think that's got to be attributed more to Fabianski
2: for the for the t-
1: first two goals you scored. I mean, the, the, that header from Wijnaldum compared to the ops is a bit more of like a flick, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Compared I, to listen, the ops, more of a bullet, And, it, you know, it's a great cross, don't get me wrong, and, and absolutely got into a really, class cross, really unbelievable. It, yeah. any I mean, it's just... You've run out of um words to describe the the service that he provides as a right back. But, you know, it, it's you know, Wine Aldham's got into a position, which I think it's fair to say you've all said and everyone said that he should be in more often. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's it's a good header and you know, you've got he's got he's back in the game. Yeah, but he does score. He has
2: actually scored quite a few headers, hasn't he? He yeah. seems to be even though he's not the biggest Rhinaldo. I think he's stupid though, isn't he? He's not like getting above no, someone. You yeah. know, he's is he's an intelligent player. I think that's you know everyone knows that he's he's a really, really smart, switched on player and, and he d- he does time his run well on the ball's that good that it that he finds him But I think Fabianski will be disappointed. With at the goals, you can see that, but I don't think he can really be disappointed other than that with his performance. I thought he made some good saves as well. You know, like the the drive from from Trent, he pulled off an absolute worldie Yeah, and was flying that Salah that one didn't he?
0: for me, no misses it on t- the line. <laughs> yeah.
2: I mean, the the, the, the second goal, uh, yeah, the, se- the se- second your one, second yeah. the goal, the Salah one, yeah, it was yeah. just that's that's unforgivable for a goalie, really, isn't yeah. it? You know, that that one's a really poor one. I think the edit from Wayne Aldham's it's not it's he's it's just not been caught he,
0: because he's trying to push it around the post that, that's why he's been caught out when you mm. see it back again he's he's like you can see he's sort of lifting his hand up to it to try and flick it out as opposed to just stopping it and mm. that because he because he's missed time that that's how it's got past him
2: but but I mean like what was you know I'm, I'm saying I was disappointed there with the organisation and Gary said at the start of this piece there that it's a hard one to talk about this game and I, I get it because Whilst well, we've always sort of said, you know, Liverpool, we've got gears, we can find them, you know, we can go into them and blah, blah, blah. What's really frustrating about this one is that on the back of a, I'll be honest, what I thought was a bit of a sloppy performance against Norwich, but we got it done. Then we followed it up with a tough one against Atletico away. To come out there against West Ham, you know, a team that really we should we should just be absolutely annihilating them. You know, they're in terrible form, they've got no confidence, and everyone will say, oh, yeah. You know, everyone wants to beat Liverpool now. They're going to all be, be stepping up and stuff, and it's a free for them. It is, but we started the game slow, we started the game sloppy, and we let them grow into the game. And there were spells where West Ham were the better team. At mm. Anfield, you know, it's just a, an odd one and a, a really odd performance and really disjointed. And, I, I just, I just think with that though, and you, you know yourself, West
1: Ham just grew in belief, didn't he? Yeah, they knew the you were went on your game, and unlike I watched them against City, and they were n- literally never in the game. They hardly got a kick, mm. and I think after t- I think City scored fairly early, which always helps, but you could just see they didn't believe they were going to even be in the game. Whereas you could see, obviously, by getting the first goal and then by getting in front. They did feel as though they, they looked as though they were going to get something from it.
2: Yeah, and that, but it's. What,
0: uh, what I would say, though, is. I said it to before we started recording it, we're never going to get through a whole season where you're outstanding every week and you do your job every single week we, we've had we've had alright I know we we not we stunk the gaff out a little bit against Norwich and you know Atletico have done a job on us, but we weren't poor in that game
2: no against Atletico we weren't yeah and you know
0: this game it, it's one of them where you're glad to get out with the three points and you forget about it as soon as possible and you try and just get back to your, your normal way of hopefully what, what you've got to hope is this week in training now they just don't even dwell on that game but th- they put it down Answer uh, We've had an off day, let's just get past it, let's get back to basics in, the t- in training, let's up our tempo a bit more for the next game and take it to, to yeah, is it yeah. it's waffled away well, from home. And,
2: and listen, we've got it, you've got to temper everything that gets said because, as you say, we haven't lost a league game, so we can't be too disappointed, you know, and we've got the points there. But I think I've seen the stats as if 14 games we've won by one goal this season. It's just like I, I, I don't want us to be in a position where, I mean, obviously, the, the league looks like you know, it's. it's as good Dang as done. Them. So you know, four more games. But what what's frustrating is it's just like it it's that always reacting to either going behind or needing a goal. You know, and I I just I hate it sometimes. It's like yeah, it's it's some t- it obviously it is Occas- occasionally it's it's uncomfortable
0: to watch because there is only that one goal in and then things. But how often over the seasons have you said about teams? It's because of how many games they win by the one goal. How I mean, many times did Chelsea used to win
2: one 0 I'm not. T- I know, but as a fan watching it, I know them. Te- them players on that pitch can play better, and and you know and that's the frustrating thing is that watching that last night, there's very few players who I can say came out with, you know, a good performance, and some of them, I think, came out with terrible, you know, performances. Kater for me, I am at the point where we talked about this on the pod the other week. And I'm not like one to you know be overly reactionary or nothing like that. I want I've I've said I wanted him to play and I think he's got the goods, but I'm watching him and I'm watching a player that I think, well, what are you doing to further your Liverpool career and make yourself a mainstay of this team? Because when you're getting given opportunities, you show zero intensity, you show zero work rate. Klopp fumes at him. Did you see him roaring at him on the line? I didn't notice to be honest. He, like. tra- he didn't track back. There was a point where I think it was their second goal in the build-up, one of their fellas runs at Kater, and he just stands still, and he literally just runs past them. In cases, made no attempt to play the ball. It's like it can't be that easy to go past someone who's playing centre mid for Liverpool. I'm watching them and thinking, what are you actually doing? What yeah. are you bringing well, to this we, team? We did
0: say didn't we? I think it was Judge who put the questions through the week, and we said if it, how long, how long basically do you give him? And, and I think my answer was if he if he gets the rest of the season in the team or is in and around the team, he doesn't get injured again, and he continues along these lines of these performances, then I think it's a case of you're probably gonna have to cut your losses and see who you can get into to do the job you'd expected him to do. But you know
2: i um, at the thing, what it's frustrates me is everyone comes on, you, you know, if you go on social media or whatever, like, he, he, after, after Twitter was absolutely killing him. And then you get a load of people, look at his stats. It's like, look at his stats. Yeah, he completed passes. The passes he completed were proper crab ones, you know, like, <laughs> not him. And, oh, he's won the ball back. It's anyone with eyes I don't care what you say them statistics cannot mask what was an absolutely horrible performance
0: yeah but it, it's it's one of them it? we've been guilty of it ourselves over the season where he, he's one of them players where he had that much expectation and, and people were that excited about him coming in that they were willing him to do well more than anything else so you, they do sort of get away with a bit more when people have got that sort of affiliation with them that sort of affection towards them to get away with more than what so maybe some other players would and I think he's he's a player that who's in that sort of mould at the minute people are wanting them to do well so they're giving him a bit more leeway than, than he probably deserves or, or should get I so that that's where you're seeing that you've got the, the probably the pragmatic half who are, who are slating him, who are saying he, he's not performing, he's not doing well. But then you've got that other half who have sort of, they've talked to him a bit, they want him to do well, so they've given him that bit do of know, exercise. Do you know he's
1: starting to remind me of in in that sense, the way you're describing it with the fans? And, and it's it's very similar because the, the fees relative to what you've got to spend and we've got to spend, you know, enough far off Davey Klassen. We got Davy Klaassen, for my Aj- Ajax captain. I know he, you know, he's come from the Dutch league compared to the German league, but by all accounts, played that play the. I think he was, was in the Europa League team of the season. Mm-hmm. Got to the Europa League final with Ajax, scored like 15 goals from midfield in in the league. Scored six goals or something in the Europa League. Everyone's thinking this is the player we need, yeah. And you could see very early he just didn't just fit in. Just, yeah. yeah, he just didn't fit in. What well, wasn't whether you call it not good enough, doesn't fit in, whatever it was. It just wasn't right. And I think Unsworth, obviously, was caretaker manager. He wouldn't even have him in the squad. Um, mm-hmm. Alazai's come, come in, wouldn't even have a look at him. You know when you got p- And and eventually, he's been shift o- shipped on in the summer. But he was becoming a bit of a, almost a bit of a cult hero behind the scenes because people are going, well, just play him. He must be good. Give him a chance. Give him a run of the team. But then...
2: The, the, the thing... The, the, and I, I take the point. I think it's probably, yeah, it, you know, it there is an element of that. Like, you sort of... As Gary said, you want him to do well because you, you've seen what he's done previously and you think there's got to be a And is that enthusiasm?
1: Because he's got that enthusiasm, even though it's not... But sometimes, he No, but you know what I mean? It's like, he's it's, it's busy, isn't he? He looks, no, he looks no, exciting when he's on I the mean. ball. Yeah, 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 I know and, and what and you mean.
2: like that. He, like, he looks like he's running around, but he's not really doing the work that he should uh, be doing. The thing he's is, I'm not watching... He I, 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 might be all right like that, K-Tech. He might come alive when he gets the ball at his feet. His off-the-ball work, I think, is terrible. You know, compared mm. to everyone else in that midfield... There's, there's players there who absolutely kill themselves in that midfield, and he doesn't. And now if he was muster going forward like sort of you know every pass he played found its man, he was going past plays and getting assists and scoring goals, then you can forgive that he maybe isn't doing that defensive side. He isn't doing the bare minimum of working hard we in sp- the midfield. We spoke about two players
1: last week in in that category almost, and that was Keita and, and Oxlade Chamberlain. Um, a, a listener, it was the Edge, the same one actually yep. replied and said we shouldn't be you as a Liverpool should be considering getting rid of them too you should be keeping them and, and blah 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 but I, I look at Cater's performance and I'm, if, if if there are two players that are almost in
2: question you've got to choose one of them I think now well, and say well we're keeping that one and you're not <sighs> getting a game because mate, last night was the point where that decision's made that's done I can't see anyone who can't look at that and say well we took Cater off on the hour 54 minutes well, yeah 50, 55 minutes pretty damning he went off at that point and it was after he did the sack back and Klopp absolutely Roasted them to be honest. He gets ragged off at fifty-five. Oxide Chamberlain comes on, the game changes straight away. You could see the difference, the drive, you know, the will, the energy that Oxide Chamberlain brought to that midfield. He hit a shot straight away, right from quite a range, but it was close. You know, it was like mm. sort of the crowd intent. It, it yeah. turned the crowd yeah. because up to that point, it was. A, it that, I'll be honest, Anfield was it was a weird atmosphere last night. It was like yeah. sort of a bit edgy and like a bit. Not really up for it. I don't know it was because it was bitterly cold. It was a Monday night. It was just a weird sort of one, and couldn't get up for it. But it was weird until he came on, and then it was almost when we went. You know, when we've gone behind, it was it almost felt like the crowd turned it into a Champions League night because all of a sudden he came alive, and it was yeah. like come on. And it was it like it was that. like
0: we we sort of took the game by the of the neck ourselves, as opposed to one of the players doing it. And, and that was I just said that coincided with when Oxley yeah, chamberlain exactly, came on and exactly, sort of. Change that that drive from midfield, which we didn't have in the game, no. and then did get where once he came on. And then and y- you know that's what you're getting from him. That that is what he's going to bring. You know, at a bare minimum, he's going to work his heart o- his off his heart off for you, isn't he? He's gonna he's gonna try as hard as he can, and he's gonna he's gonna be the player from midfield to drive forward if anyone.
2: Yeah, and we you know we questions. I, I I'll be I'll say through the week. What is his role in the team? But I think we know now his role in the team is he's got to be a head of cater, and his role in the team is going to be. When we're not playing a top side where we want to go with our solid three, Fabinho, Henderson, Wijnaldum, because they're the best three midfielders we've got, bar none. When we need something through the middle, it's not going to be Keita. Because that evidence last night, I honestly think that's that's curtains. For, not curtains, I don't want to say he's like completely finished, but I can't see Klopp making the decision to play him ahead of Oxley chamberlain now based on that performance and what happened when Oxley chamberlain came in. I think that's just, it's settled it.
0: Well, well, let's finish um, digging the team out now, Terry, and we'll we'll <laughs> go to him. Um, we'll go to how good Trent is, because I know I know we've had it loads this year about him, and and last year and things with the stats that he's pulled up. But again, he's he's nearly on a hat trick of of a assist there in a game from right back. I and for offside, yeah. He's absolutely. He's just setting some unreal standards, isn't he? Well.
2: On the subject of digging the team, it, it was, it's interesting you brought it up because I had this like debate with the lads in the pub after the match last night. So I was obviously with my dad and one of our other mates back home, and I'd been speaking to some of the lads on on WhatsApp and stuff, and at our time and what I'd said is like, what's mad about Trent is his output going forward is just ridiculous. He's 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 basically a playmaker in every way, shape, and form, but as an actual right back, <laughs> I think his defending. It's woeful, you know. I thought there was times there last night where I was like, he actually does not know how to defend. He was showing a left footed left winger down the line on his left foot all the time. You know, like we talked about it previously, you know, where like you're thinking he should be stepping across him, sending him inside or putting him on his weaker foot. He just kept showing him outside, and I was and I was thinking, you t- it when he's in, when he gets caught foot, I'm I'm not bothered about him getting caught further up the pitch because that's his orders, you know, like go forward, add to the attack, create things, and he does it. Better than anyone in Europe, you know. I think it's, it's he's got more ass- six more assists than anyone in the Prem over the last two seasons. Now, you know that's including De Bruyne. Yeah, so De that just De shows second, it. it. You know <laughs> his output is insane. I just think when he's in the actual right back position, you know when he's there defending, I think crosses are too easy to come in. I don't think he, he, he's good at getting out and defending a cross. I don't think he closes that distance enough and makes enough of effort to stop that ball coming in. And other times. Uh, <sighs> It frustrates me that he let. As I say, he, it, it's like he's... You know, I talked before about maybe prep. You know, like are the players prepped or doing enough like diligence before the game. I don't think he familiarizes himself with his opponent sometimes because I don't feel like he, he knows what his opponents better. If 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 his opponents who he's up against has got a really strong side, do you know what I mean? I, I yeah. feel like they always seem to get on it, and it's mad that I'm sort of like saying it, but it was playing right in front of me, and I couldn't miss it. But I can't. I can't like sort of. Not mention it, you know what I mean? He's
0: maybe <coughs> maybe the 1v1, the one one, like as in winger versus right back, he, he's defensively wise. But I think a lot of the time y- you see him covering quite a lot where, where he's needed to get across. You know, where, where if the ball's coming in from the, the left-hand side and he's got to get it it's beat the It's two. recovery, though,
1: isn't it? It's yeah. more his pace and, and actually just... Yeah,
0: no, but it's not just that. It's positioning as well. It's knowing where to be and when to be. And, and when that ball's coming across, if he doesn't react the way he reacts sometimes... There's, there's a good chance that they're forwards if you know if it goes beyond the two centre halves, if it maybe if it's whipped in in front of them or just
1: covering in behind. Yeah,
0: he, I, he he does that really well in, in defensively. I know I, I know I, what I, you mean.
1: I, I think though Gary, I think he's just got really good instincts. I think he does read the game well. But I think like Teddy's saying well, I don't want to say tactically, 'cause it tactically going forward, he does very well. But
2: as a defender, just like if you take yeah, out just, everything just, else, just as a defender, defensive skills. I just think he's just...
1: He what, I, what I mean with his instincts is sometimes when a when a player gets beyond him, he almost looks better than he does when they're in front of him, because he, he'll just kind of find a way to get it back, which is... But yeah, I know what you mean. it. I think he, he sometimes makes defending look more difficult than it is. And, and it's mad
2: because you know, cause there's... I think I've just got to get over it. Like... Uh, I'm watching it. And I'm thinking, and obviously, it doesn't really cost us a lot of goals because you know we're so sort of tight at the back and stuff. But I look at him; he's literally, to my mind, he's a playmaker that plays right back, and that's it. Well, you he's know not what? a right back. He's 19. <laughs> I know. And I think that's. I think that's just got to be
1: a consequence of what you are in here. But it, it, in me, relation, he's getting asked to do more though. And I know what you're saying. Like he, it's when he's in that position of defending, he doesn't quite do it. But he spends so much time in the final phase that that is, I think you say, it's just a byproduct. product yeah, of, of what it's, he's asked it's, to it's do. A,
2: and that's what I mean. I don't care when he gets caught up the pitch because it's like, you know, that is what it is. That's his, that's his, his, his role. But it's when he's in them positions where he is in his normal right-back slot. And it, I don't know, it's just, I, I look at it and think, there's little tweaks that I think well, could easily be coached into him. You know, taught, just basics as a defender that would make him an even better player. But it's like, is he going to hang around as a right-back? No, I think it's
1: going to take time. And I think Klopp, it's fair to say Klopp knows that because the amount of times, certainly last season, that he tried to displace him with Gomez in certain games or well, did displace yeah, him and cool. say, look, yeah, yeah. you're, you're, you're going to be on tighter. the bench because we yeah, yeah. need someone as a proper defensive right back. But I think now he's even accepted it and went, you know what? What just we going get going the other way, we're just going to have to... And it's, it is, that that is
2: the case. You've just got to literally swallow it and go... you noticed
0: in games when he weren't playing. That mm. was the big thing. So yeah. I think it is a case of having to swallow it when, when it when it gets to them big games. But mm. <coughs> I know what one blue down, Teddy, but you know, you don't have know, to overcompensate but, but listen, and, and dig our team out for I'm the whole not, Liverpool I'm not, section. I'm
2: not digging him, I'm not digging him out. I'm just I can I couldn't not see it when I was watching it. I was just like, I, I, I can't understand I, you know th- their left mate. I can't even think who it was now off the top of my head, but he kept getting on his left foot and he could tell he wanted to go on his left foot and he grass. kept getting on it. Snodgrass's. Yeah, no, he was on Robertson's side. Yeah. Um, I, c- I can't think of it. Was. They had but a anyway. battle By the way, Robertson and Snodgrass. But yeah, that yeah.
0: was a girty gidd- little battle between them. But I, ju- I just but wanted to mention it
2: because uh, they're not um, Anderson, lec- weren't lec- Anderson, weren't oh, they? Philippe Anderson. Oh, Philippe Anderson it was, yeah. So I, d- I just couldn't not mention it, you know what I mean? Because it, it, it was right in front of me and I was just like. And everyone was like, well, You've you certainly he mentioned was, it. Oh, yeah. Uh, it was unreal. I
0: started that segment trying to get him off slagging the team and it ends with him slagging the team. Shut up. It's not slagging.
1: So moving on from that, we're now going to look at 11 players who you were picking your team. One player from each team. T- Teddy's got, you got a Liverpool <laughs> player, and Teddy's got <laughs> I'm, like, I'm surprised if he's got anyone. Um So yeah, like I said, the stars. It was Ellis Mo- Ellis knew it was. He messages on Instagram, and it was it was a great little shout. Uh, he's asked us to well, he gave us two options, but we've went for the first first option. He asked us to pick one player from 11 different teams. So we're not allowed to pick uh, more than one player from the same team. So. Um, do you, you want to start, Teddy? So we're gonna we're gonna list our 11. we do not have to justify it. We're just gonna go through the 11s, and then we'll kind of look back once we've all listed our 11. All right.
2: So I've got Henderson from Sheffield United in goal. Interesting. Um, I've got Wan Bissaka right back. <laughs> Same. Uh, I don't know, we should all say that. We li- Liverpool player I've gone with Van Dijk centre just because he's just so dominant. He's he's yeah. the best you know player by by a mile. Um, I've got Tarkowski alongside him. Okay. Uh, Van left back, Grealish, De Bruyne, and Mason Mount in the middle. And it's then... attacking <laughs> <laughs> that? Yeah. Anyone going to tackle in that midfield? Listen, <laughs> Aubameyang, Vardy, and Ings up front. Fair play. Gary. Right,
0: hey, I've gone <coughs> Pope in goal, Van Arnolt, Suyunku, Cody, and Ahrens mm. as my back four. Decent. De Bruyne, Grealish, and Kante as my midfield. Um, no, Kante, I good show. Can't, can't argue the balance there. Yeah. And Obama Young Mane and Ings.
1: Nice. Um, I'll go with Schmeichel in goal. I, I think he's the th- he's the third best goal. Probably possibly even the second this season because Edison hasn't pulled up trees. But i will got my Schmeichel. Wan right back. Mings and Ache centre back. Just mm. absolute beasts. Um, Robertson left back. Norwood for Sheffield United. I just felt like I wanted a a bit of a dog in there. Neves De Bruyne. And then the front three, William.
2: Aubameyang and Richarlison mm. interesting I'll bail Mount I forgot about Kante I'll put him in for my <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. I completely forgot about him and I that thought the that's the only way. one from Chelsea I, can think. No,
1: you, I think you looked through the teams from the weekends didn't you and obviously yeah, yeah, Kante's injured yeah. that, yeah. The that was the one where i
0: sat in and went oh yeah I remember him yeah. <laughs> I forgot about no, him that,
2: that's a fair one I'm disposing of Mount unlucky lad like you're out Kante's going in that middle yeah
1: but yeah, interesting that. And again, send us, send us yours if you want on Instagram or social media. Well,
0: although that section has been quite quick that we've gone over it, it weren't that quick pick of no, the no, team. We oh, were all sat here for 15, 20 minutes before we started
2: recording. But it's that pick one, only one from each team, isn't it? And then you've got 20 teams, but it's like, oh, how do you get this I'd one in? Fi- I'd
1: finish my team and I thought Arnold, Van Arnolt was a great shout. I would have put Van Arnolt in and that would have allowed me to get a Liverpool player in higher up the pitch. Probably take William out for a for Mane, but... You live your lane, and you learn. Mm. Um, we only had we we give ourselves 15 minutes to do it. So, again, if you didn't work or you're in the car or well, not in the car you don't want to be writing while you're in the car. <laughs> but um, if you didn't work or at, at home, if you got a chance, write down your 11, take a picture of it, tag us in Instagram or or Twitter or whatever, and again, should be a good little a uh, good little exercise for us. So we're gonna move on to the, um, Liverpool's home game against Wofford um, on Saturday at 5:30. Uh, inter- interesting one in, in that you played. Wofford's when Nigel Pearson first took over. It's fair to say that the bubbles burst a little bit or the honeymoon period's over for Pearson and for Wofford and, and they've been
2: dragged back into that now. Um, how, how do you see that going on, on Saturday night? I can't really expect anything other than a Liverpool win, obviously. I mean, you know, as as I always say, any, it doesn't matter where we go, where we're playing, more, we should be more than capable of getting all three points out of the game. So I'm not expecting anything other than that. He did give us a standard test and I think people are expecting, though. You know, as you say, when Pearson came in and, and, and he came to Anfield, it wasn't as easy a game as a, as I think everyone was thinking because they were in really poor form, you know, before that. Um, what you get from Woffords They've got big, big players, you know, powerful, It's particularly around the midfield area. They've got Indini, someone who is a bit of a battering ram, you know what I mean? But he, he didn't get any joy out of the first game at Anfield, did he at all? He was no. literally in in the pocket with any of the Van here, like I can't look at it in any other way than, than thinking we're getting all three points. Yeah,
0: you've got you've got to expect the three points. I think I think most people will be th- will be expecting the pool to come away with the three points. I think what we want to see from the game is uh, a back to normal performance. We want wanna see the Liverpool of what we know and what we've seen for the whole of the season as opposed to the team that turns up against West Ham. Yeah. Um you know, I think that'll be the, the main focus for us. I know the the three points are the main thing at the end of the day. So we didn't put a performance in and it came away with three points. You know, you couldn't grumble but at the same time you especially with Atletico Madrid Madrid's second leg coming up, you wanna you wanna see the team now making sure these performances are, are, are at a high level and they maintain that going into the going into that game because doesn't make no mistake about it, we've gotta be at our best to make sure we get through that game. So it's it's a perfect chance to, to make sure we get back to the, the high performance level and you know, I, I'm not saying we need to come flying out the blocks because that, that's no. not going to be needed, is it? But, you know, you, you you just don't want it to be another... Having to come, as you were saying earlier on, having to come from behind. And, and yeah, you'd like it to be a bit more comfortable. And half j- 5 we've had a few drinks in the day and you want to be able to just sit back, enjoy the game and, and not have to think, you know, it, it was
1: a bit of a... Harder than it needed year. to be.
2: Yeah. yeah, In terms of... In, in terms I'm of say, Terry,
1: you started your piece by saying about, you know, they're a big size. Was it surprise you to know that they've only scored
2: one goal from set pieces this season? Yeah, would you? yeah. But yeah, but When I say they're a big side, uh, they've got some big play like tall players, but they're a fi- I feel like they're a physical side. You know, we always uh, when I looked at them last season and the season before, it's like in like Decoray and stuff like that. They've got like what I think are like powerful players. You yeah, know, yeah. They can sort of get they cover the ground well. The physical. Y- they can match it. They can match yeah, it in that department yeah. if they if they really want to. So, yeah. I th- and. He's, you know, in, who's the lads who used to play for you? Who's got the... Um, LSA, LFA, LFA, yeah. Yeah. He has a good game at Anfield, you know what I mean? It's, he, he's one of them. If, if he if he fancies it and he turns up, he can make things happen. And he's he's one that, you know, what I'm saying there about Trent defensively, you've got to be alive to him because, you know what I mean, he, he is direct and he's going to be running at, at Trent and stuff in that, in that full-back area. So they have got some players, you know, that you've got to be wary of and stuff, as, as I say. But when we played them at Anfield, you know, it, it, whilst it wasn't as easy a game as I say as everyone thought uh, you know it, it, it was still a comfortable win it was 2-0 wasn't it So, yeah. but uh, wh- what do you think on the line guys because speaking about when we played them around field interestingly Watford went 3 at the back um, if I remember rightly and we set up in, a o- in almost like a 4-2-3-1 a, because a Shaqiri was on the right hand side Henderson and, and Wynaldum as the two holders and we played Salah up top with, with Firmino in behind now are you expecting any of them sort of tweaks on Klopp for this one, or
0: I, I'm not, to be honest. I think it'll be uh, as we're expecting, as mm. we normally expect. It'll be the the normal back forward, Allison in in the absence of Henderson, probably looking at Roxley Chamberlain coming into it, and then the usual front three. And to be honest, it's it's kind of what I want to see because that that's more the form, the formation and team is what you're going to expect coming into the bigger games. At, uh, as like as I as I mentioned before, the Champions League game and stuff. So you want to you want the performance for that team to. That you're gonna see going into them games get better and mm. and be at the level that you needed to be at for it. So uh, I think you know as as you mentioned earlier on that the league's more or less sewn up. It's we're only four wins away from from tying it up, bar and uh, you know and that's if City don't drop any more points. Yeah. So I think now everything's sort of going to be a, a a bit of a warm up for the Champions League game to to make sure we're at our best for that and getting through.
2: Mm. Yeah, I mean, I, I I think I'm inclined to agree with you. I don't think there'll be any sort of dramatic changes, particularly with obviously Henderson being out and stuff like that. I, I think it's more likely that we we probably will see oxlade Chamberlain go right into that team. I don't think Kater is going to feature, as I said before. I, you know, I think he's going to he's going to be on the bench, and oxlade Chamberlain go right in, and mm. it's not really going to be any change up top, and it's going to be fabinho Wijnaldum, Oxley Chamberlain midfield. And I think I'm okay with that. You know, I think there's enough with Fabinho coming back and stuff I, I think there's enough you know you look at their as I say their players they've got like that <coughs> Chalabar and then they've got Capoue having the Intercore in that middle and I think you need to sort of make sure that you match them but I think in Oxlade-Chamberlain he'll give you that energy you know when he's, he, he's always busy isn't he, and he he'll, he'll get rounds and then in Wijnaldum you've got the intelligence as well as like just you know the way he plays he's strong isn't he and and and, and clever and then um, for being with i think it's good that we've got for back for this sort of game because i think this is where you know you do need someone with his physical yeah and he, he breaks it up high up the pitch as yeah, well yeah. And he'll,
0: he'll get it out wide as as early as he can and, and that'll that'll give us the sort of the impetus to take it to them then and and Try and get him behind and try and get shots off. I think Oxley Chamberlain's a big one for when we when we play teams who are gonna <coughs> sit back and, and try and hit us on counters and stuff. He, he's one who's gonna have pot shots hmm. as opposed to most of the others. Th- you know, <coughs> Salah Salad now and again when he cuts in, he, he'll try and put one into the far top corner and things. But it, it the. the Become a bit more few and far between for them in these type of games because he doesn't get as much space. I think mm. the
1: common thread for teams who do well against you this season are the ones who can match it in the wide areas as in defensively. You know, Wolves managed to do it at Anfield, um, United managed to do it in that away game. At times, West Ham, you know, kind of, you know, at- Atletico Madrid more so last week. You look at West, a- West um, Wofford, sorry, Pereira and Delafeu don't really no. smell like the type of players no. you're going to put that work in in the wide areas to try and numbify it and, and the full-backs by all accounts Dawson and Messina are not really inspiring you as players who are going to 1v1 be able to cope with the players you've got out there both full-backs and,
2: and wingers so mm, but I, I guess it's it's one of them though isn't it that we've got to be careful that we don't get caught too high at the pitch because in Delefeu you know they, they have got as I say someone who can get in behind you know we'll be looking to hold his position out wide and, and, mm. and he can run at you and then like I, you know, I've said there, Zakora. He's a bit more of the physical one, but Kapu'e likes to get his head up, you know, and sort of ping mm-hmm. balls. He's done that at Anfield. It might, he might even see Will Hughes come back into their team. At, at you know, it, he, he plays at the weekend. He day. Yeah, yeah, day. yeah. So if 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 he's playing, he's got that ability to find them balls over the top as well. So. Uh, you know, what? it's one of them. I, I don't want to sort of over overthink it no, and make There's things to like be wary of. Yeah, yeah, there's things to be wary you of, know, but you fully expect fully us to expect us get, the, to, done, to get yeah. the job done and take all three points. And as Gary said, you know, d- it'll be three games away then. I just want it to be a little bit more comfortable than what we've seen against Norwich um, and and what we've seen there against West Ham because I'm sick of sort of going through the ring get to watch us <laughs> win by one late. So, yeah. Do you think it'll be
0: then? What's your
2: prediction? Um I'm gonna say Liverpool um three 0
0: Yeah, I I'm going for three 0 myself and I've got Phil's earlier on, he's gone for two.
1: Okay. Lovely. Okay, well um we like we we spoke about earlier on, Everton uh entertaining Manchester United, two o'clock on Sunday um, <coughs> again, I, I think it's it, it's a game that most Evertonians consider are home, and, and considering the Manchester United that we've seen this season, that, that is still evolving by all accounts. You know, he has a good performance against Watford at the weekend. I think they've they put a few more of those positive ones in the last few weeks. But I think at Goodison, as um, you fancy us to, to, to you know to make it difficult for them and and to make it uncomfortable for them, and and, and hopefully to get the points. I think I think in like is, like we've seen in the last few weeks, I think Calvert Lewin and and Richarlison are going to be really important. I think th- you know Maguire has been a positive addition to their team, but they still don't look sure at the back. Sure, I know they have got sure in that back four as well. <laughs> they still don't look very uh, c- entirely comfortable back there, and they haven't. They really the the lacking a defensive midfielder. Where it, w- with, I think when you've got a, a target man like Calvert Lewin, where we look to get the ball into his feet and, and play around him. I think that's important. If you haven't got a, 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 you know, defensive midfielder who can screen that pass, and and you're playing with one or two forwards, which again, the way that Richarlison plays in that left side of the position, he doesn't hug the touchline; he does get closer to the other forwards, and and they they're playing more of it as a front two. Um, you know, when they play together, so I expect expect them to, them to if if they're playing well enough, and you know, if we play with the right intensity to cause them problems. You spoke about Bernard before. I think it will be a game that Bernard will come in for a Wobie, Um And I think that'll be our, our front three, if you like, or the, the attacking three. I expect Gomez to start as well, based yeah, on yeah. the weekend. Um, I think he'll play Schneider and Delph in there still. But I think Gomez will be the player that he'll put in there to take Sigurdsson's role. Because, like I spoke about in the Arsenal game, he's just not giving us anything at mm-hmm. the moment. You know, th- Who
0: will be the more advanced of the three?
1: Gomez. I think I think for the reason I don't think it that's gonna necessarily be the way forwards long term. I think he'll want Gomez to be that pivot and be the player that, you know, we play out from the back with in between the centre backs if you like. But now that he's not quite while while he's in the physical condition he's in, he's just come back from an injury. I think playing him more advanced might allow him, you know, less running. Do you know what I mean? And and might mean that we can get an hour out of him safely. Um and yeah. I think it might Looking at their midfield, I think it'll cause them more problems and being higher up the pitch as well.
2: Mm. How do you expect you to approach the game? Because obviously, you know, Man U were sort of set up, aren't they, to, the to, counter. to counter attack? Now yeah. use it at home, and I, t- I sort of feel like you should be taking the game to Man U because they're very beatable. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you are in good form. Yeah. But it's, I'm wondering, like, how, do you do you expect Ancelotti to be a bit more pragmatic, or uh, how, how do you see yourselves approaching it?
1: Um, I, I don't think I, I, I say that, but we did it against Arsenal. I don't think he, he tends to play that high up the pitch. Anyway, he, he's but not you away against Arsenal. I know, but even at home, we haven't we haven't went and gone on the half plays on the halfway line. It was, in, and that's why I said I was really surprised by that, the way he plays. And I think I, I honestly do think, like you like you're alluding to there. I think if we try and play in the halfway line, it's only going to be at, going to be to our detriment mm. because Martial uh, Green was if he plays or you know. the Dan James, they are players you like to play off the shoulder, yeah, and, yeah. and are more comfortable getting in behind.
0: They're all very quick. I, th- I
1: think, yeah, I think, I think it's going to be a case of us. Uh, I think we might play more direct at the weekend. not you know long ball, but looking to try and get the ball quickly into the forwards, play off them, expose off the, the fact that color. they haven't got defensively solid midfielders. McTominay, mm-hmm. I don't think st- is, st- is still not back in the team yet. Um, you know, Fernandez will probably play. I, I don't think it's going to be a great game for Fernandez to come into because. Although he plays against Wofford, it was a, it was a, it was a much slower pace against them because they were at home and he dominated more of the ball. I expect us to win that that midfield battle in there, and I think, provided, like I say, we don't play too high up the pitch, I, I, I can't see where they're going to cause us. It sounds—I ri- don't mean to be disrespectful because it's it certainly that you know on merit and on paper they're probably still a better side than us, but I don't think the the players they've got and the system they play in—I don't—it doesn't really
2: feel new. Doesn't present fear. you with too many. Problems, does it? It's like if you're alert to the fact that they are counter attacking, you don't really see them playing through, you're in the middle. No, you know I, th- I, mean? I think the one player I honestly believe,
1: despite the fact that he doesn't get much press is world-class on his day, I, I, is Anthony Martial. I think mm. he's got the ability, if he plays on, on that left-hand side, to come in on his right and put one in the top corner. He's quick enough. He's He's got good feet to beat a man. He's shown against Chelsea as well. He can get on the end of things. He's starting to look. And I think he's got all the attributes to be a, a top striker, Anthony Martial. He's yeah, never quite put it all together. Well, for, for well, yeah, and I, and I think he's another player, a little bit similar to Mane. I don't think he, he ever really comes alive, unless he's the main man. You know, when Salah's out for you, and yeah, Marley yeah. seems to go onto another level, he's done that a little bit while well. Rashford's been out for them. Mm. Um, and, and he is a player that, although he doesn't get a lot of respect from people I understand because his, his form is patchy and he, he's never really, t- you know, took the the, 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 the that reputation he's got by, by the scruff of the neck. But uh, he's
2: a he's player. He's a that, player, isn't
1: he? Who would you expect to be playing right back?
2: Or is it I a game think for Coleman, Coleman. I think
1: it's a game for Coleman. I mm. think whenever i have said this before, whenever there's a, a player in the opposition who is, is you know, going to present issues from a one v one perspective, it tends to be Coleman who gets the nods. And I think, mm. like you say, I think they do possess a lot of their threat down the inside channels, um, and because of that reason, Coleman is someone who's more comfortable tucking in. I think Ancelotti have took a lot from that Arsenal game and knowing that in those games against wingers who play off the shoulder and, and coming off the line like Bamiang's, like Martial's like Rashford's needs a you bit know, more responsibility yeah like Pedro's if you like for Chelsea you need someone who, who's going to be a bit clever you mm. know a bit more clever from a defensive perspective so I expect him to start I'm not sure on the condition of Luca Dean. Dean um, but based on the performance of the weekends I wouldn't be too disappointed to see letting Baines back in there again um, Luca Dean's form hasn't been fantastic anyway but um, Again, I thought Leighton Baines put in a, a terrific display and, and he'll relish being back at Goodison and, and having a chance to maybe advance a little bit more than he did at the weekend.
2: Yeah, and he gives you you know ability on set pieces as well, doesn't he? You know, yeah, the, 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 the
1: delivery the is delivery excellent. Yeah, I mean, Dean, Dean does Dean's that as well, but, but you're right, it, it is another option if, if, if from that perspective. So yeah, I expect us to go with, with, with those two as the full-backs. I think Mina and, and Holgate are shoe-ins at centre-back. I don't think Mina has... He, you know, he, he was probably a false partly for the first goal at at, the, um, at Arsenal on Sunday. But again, I thought Olegates had a, a fairly solid game again. And he, he's he's continuing to grow into that position. Mm. I expect just because of the the players we got available th- and and the opposition for Schneiderlin and Delta to start the game with with Gomez playing either in between them or more advanced. I think you know I'd be tempted to say that we might start the game with more of a flat three and and you know Bernards on the the left-hand side and, and maybe with Charleston on the right until we kind of, you know, see what we are up against yeah. from Manchester United. And it depends who they select as well in, in, yeah. in, in, in the team. Um But I think, again, looking at their midfield and, and the, the the players they've got, I think if we get close enough to Fernandes and make it difficult for him and, and really enforce that Premier League tempo and pace on him, I think he might find it difficult. Coming from the Portuguese league, he, you know, he's been eased into the team so far. He's played once in the Europa League. He has a substitute appearance and he started one game at home to, to Watford. It's
2: just which, whether, it's, I guess it's just whether Schneiderlin and Delford are the two to sort yeah, of really yeah, put no, that, that energy about him.
1: Yeah, that's it. I don't know. I mean, again, I, I said it a couple of weeks ago and, and he was almost true to form a little bit against Arsenal. Schneiderlin does look like he's got a little bit more energy about him at the moment. And the thing with whether he whether he's... On it, as in he, he's gonna, he's willing to roll the sleeves up and work hard, or whether he's not, he has got a little bit of a slight kick in him, and a, you know a little bit of the the darker arts in, in in his locker. So I think he might be the player who this who, who almost Angelotti sacrifices and go just you know what, just go and stay close to him, make mm-hmm. it difficult for him. Um, I, I haven't got any belief in self doing anything to be honest, <laughs> but I, I know that he's going to start the game because. Um, you know, I, I don't think we've got a great deal of options in there um, until you know Gomez is fully fit and until maybe Sigurdsson finds some form if, if he still got that that in him uh, and maybe Davis tries to. Yeah, he, he hasn't featured much, Davis. Um, I was going to say the last he's few completely weeks.
2: out out the frame now.
1: Um, no, I, I think he was on the bench at the weekend. I have to double check that to be honest. I believe he was on the bench against Arsenal. Um, I might be wrong. No. But yeah, no, he, he hasn't really he hasn't really featured in the last in, in the last few games. He was on the bench against Arsenal, and um, but he, he hasn't tended to be a player that, that Ancelotti has called upon off the bench um, that much. And he started the, the first few games, and since then has been a little bit out in the cold. You know where he's favoured and he's been favoured in the, you know, the more experienced players but I d-
2: think it was since then pitchers went round in that horrendous shoot
1: in New York we'll it? Tell you, I'll tell you <laughs> what Ancelotti's <laughs> Ch- An- comment said that he, he wished that he, well what what we didn't realise and we didn't put into context it was fashion week weren't it? I and, couldn't and, care and less. And they, were, they were part of it <laughs> they they were, they were involved but um, it was terrible well Calvert-Lewin's come back and scored so uh, you know <laughs> well, yes, he, he can go to New York every week if he wants if <laughs> he's going to keep scoring one and two which he's been doing this season then go where he wants on his breaks but, um, um, go on predictions. Have we
2: got have we got Craig's prediction by the way? I haven't got Craig's. I've got I'll no tell you, speech. Craig's three one. Three one, yeah, yeah. <laughs> undoubtedly. Um, I'm gonna go.
1: I'm gonna go two one. I was gonna say three two then another three two, but I'm, I'm gonna go two one. I, th- I think we we might get a couple of goals in front, and then they might make it more difficult for us towards the end of the game. And hopefully we'll not do a, a, a Newcastle implode i've got the but yeah <laughs> I, i'm gonna go for two one i think we've got enough to to beat them and and um and, and uh, we've got enough to avoid conceding more than one goal okay he well,
0: thinks he's a win as well he's gone for one nil
1: one now uh, yeah i mean again i wouldn't be surprised by that either but yeah i think that that just about brings us to to a close for this week again thanks for everyone um tuning in thanks for your questions for, for all those who sent them into the the website and and on social media we really appreciate it please don't hesitate if you've got anything on your mind that you want us to cover Again, if you've got any thoughts on your your Premier League 11 using 11 different teams, please have a crack at it. Tag us in it um, if you don't mind, and catch you again next week.